If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. If you like your private health insurance plan, you can keep your plan, period. If you are among the hundreds of millions of Americans who already have health insurance through your job, or Medicare, or Medicaid, or the VA, nothing in this plan will require you or your employer to change the coverage of the doctor you have. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Find out what is in it. This is America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. America's Healthcare Challenge is produced and sponsored by E.D. Bellis. Now, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Coming to you live from the heartland, Sean McGuire here. Welcome to America's Healthcare Challenge radio show all about how changes in healthcare and insurance and Obamacare is going to affect you, your family, and your business. So glad to be back. We've been doing this show for nearly five years, and there's never a shortage of things to talk about, including this week, all of the uh, information starting to come out as open enrollment has began in the individual marketplace, and people are getting all sorts of letters from insurance companies telling them that their policies have been canceled they might have to switch insurance companies their networks might change and it has created an awful lot of outrage from all places all over the country probably one of the hardest hit places state of arizona uh, receiving 167 percent premium increases in certain instances and also certain counties without an insurer on the marketplace meaning that folks that uh, are trying to benefit from the program are not able to because of all of the rapid changes. And so this show is going to be uh, focused about uh, all of the things. We're about halfway through our our ongoing benefits series, and we're going to be joined later in the program by Stuart Slonen, who is uh, a contributor to the show. And we're going to be taking a look at the middle of open enrollment and the the topic in particular, in-network versus out-of-network surprise medical charges and what can be done about them. And I think a lot of you are going to be receiving, like I said, these letters. If you have not, you're going to have to make pay close attention that there's not any network changes in your plan because that it could affect your doctor. You might have to pay a bigger portion of, of the price for those services. And that's what we're going to be taking a look at. At this week, we're going to look at the marketplace dynamics and what's going on. Uh, we're going to be looking at issues of less choice, less choice out there. We're going to be looking at issues of how HMO-style networks are making a comeback. It seems like history is always about to repeat itself. Uh, the HMO networks were bigger several years ago, uh, almost coming full circle, and uh, we're, we're going to uh, maybe have more narrow networks out there uh, for us. Um, regularly uh, to, to check out. Also going to be uh, looking at the best health plan for you. There's going to be different options. These carriers have different options available. Uh, which one is the best for you? And then finally, um, what should you be doing when you uh, take a look at the, the hospitalist, uh, the questionnaire, uh, when they um, are taking or when they are discharging you? Uh, important things to, to look at. And then finally, uh, what, to, what to look at uh, when it comes to a good insurance. Uh, what are the surprise uh, medical bills you might be receiving? And uh, what are th- these strategies that you can utilize to 
uh, go ahead and make uh, make those things uh, to uh, to avoid any, uh, I guess, uh, traps that might be out there. And so let's just go ahead and get down to it. We're joined by Stuart Sloan, president of State Consulting, uh, contributor to America's Healthcare Challenge, uh, really helpful in putting together these the this series that we're trying to bring to you as a service to help you uh, understand what's going on, uh, give you some peace of mind to know that uh, there is a resource for you to to help you with with these things. And and Stuart, welcome back to the show. I uh, set things every everything up here, uh, but let's take a look at uh, some of the dynamics in the marketplace. Uh, lots of questions out there. Uh, what's really going on from your perspective? Well, I'm sure everybody's seeing a lot of different uh, uh, you know, things going on all at the same time. <clears throat> Basically, what's happening, Sean, is uh, there's growth in the overall spending in health care, uh, which we're seeing now. But it, in middle-class families, their share of the tab is getting much larger. Uh, their spending across uh, the economy has reached 18% of gross domestic uh, product uh, as of June, the most recent uh, uh, you know, feeling of, of these things. Middle-class households are, are finding uh, more of their health care costs are coming out of their, their own pockets. And the story of, of America, it's really three Americas. One group, the rich, uh, you know, can afford health care easily. The poor can access uh, public assistance. But for lower middle-to-income Americans, the income struggles and the health care struggles together are a major issue that they're having to deal with. Yeah, and it's also compounded in certain states, for example, uh, not expanding Medicaid, creating another coverage gap also. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Wow. Um, You know, a a June Brookings Institute study found that middle-class, middle-income households uh, now devote a larger share of their spending on health care, 8.9%, which is a rise over previous years. Uh, workers weren't the only ones feeling the pain. Uh, employers, you know, who typically uh, pay for about 80% of those costs, they're seeing the same thing, uh, fairly a substantial increase over the last five to six years. Right. Yeah. So uh, people are getting hit from from both from all sides. Both sides. Yeah. Um, and does that um. I mean, is that because of a lack of competition? I mean, we seem to see a dwindling of, in, of insurer offerings out there. Well, that's part of it. But, again, you have to look at the segment of, that we're talking about, John, which is the folks under 65 covered through employer plans, which is what our discussion is today. Deductibles for individual workers have soared in the last five, six years. They've risen 67% since 2010, the passage of the ACA. Um, a Kaiser study recently saw that insurance claims found that patient cost-sharing rose by 77% since only 2004, and has driven uh, by a 256% increase jump in deductible payments. So even people who are insured are having problems uh, paying their medical bills. Mm-hmm. And also, aren't um, providers getting a little bit more aggressive in their collection techniques too yeah they are yeah they, they are obviously because of necessity so eight percent of American households spending went through health care costs doesn't leave a lot left on on the plate you know to take care of other expenses right and and it's continuing to grow also at what point mm-hmm. can they um deduct their medical expenses 
That's an interesting question. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, up until the ACA, it was 7.5% of their adjusted gross income. What the ACA did was to increase that to 10% of adjustable gross income. So unless out-of-pocket expenses really grow to that point, the out-of-pocket expenses, the increases we're talking about today, are non-deductible, John. Wow. That hurts. It really it really does. And I know that um, there, there is a, pl- some, a plan, uh, one of the presidential candidates uh, in their pl- health care plan looks to uh, allow those to be deductible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that might, be, that might really help a lot of people. Well, obviously, and you and I have talked about this over many of these shows, uh, we're, we're looking for some major changes in 2017 mm-hmm. once a new Congress and a new president, uh, you know, takes office. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So um, we uh, we should uh, we're moving on here to uh, uh, what, what is the biggest concern uh, when, when we're when we're putting the, the show together? Uh, I, I noticed that. And um, uh, I actually thought it was choice, but uh, that's actually not the top concern. What is it? The top concern for? Well, employees? again, let's back up uh, one topic here. Not only are our insurers feeling what's going on, but so are insurers. Uh, under intense pressure to curb costs uh, by the ACA, uh, plans that offered limited choices of doctors and, and hospitals are predominating today. And uh, 75% of what's being offered uh, will likely be, in 2007, will likely be HMO-type plans or something similar to that, or even EPOs. So you're having less choice uh, think about this: less choice and more cost. That's really what consumers in the in the employer space are facing for 2017. Not a not a good forecast, huh? Nope, not at all. Yeah. So, as <laughs> which one do you think is is a bigger concern, cost or choice? Well, and that's <laughs> that's the next part of our, our discussion here. Uh, it's cost, not choice, is the top concern of. Uh, most consumers today, millions of people are buying insurance uh, that have one feature in mind. It's not finding a favorite doctor or even a trusted company. It's how much or precisely how little they can pay for premiums in each month. Uh, And for many of them, especially those who are healthy, all the prices are too high. So the unexpected focus really, and particularly we'll see it drastically this year, for 2017, uh, has contributed to hundreds of millions of dollars in losses among the, the country's top insurers, uh, as fewer healthy people are expected to sign up. Mm-hmm. So the marketplace has and continues to be, it's unsustainable the way it's structured, John. Most people with health insurance get it through their employers or through government programs like Medicare or Medicaid. Mm-hmm. And, and they're they're getting hammered as well. Uh, oh, Interesting. Absolutely. Interesting point uh, on this cost and the decisions that are or just how people are essentially making their decision based on cost. I mean, is that necessarily the best strategy? Well, you know, you know, which which poison is 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 right. more lethal? Yeah. You know, <laughs> in terms of X amount of dollars coming out of a paycheck, and you have to pay an insurance premium and or out of pocket costs for whatever health and ser- uh, services you've utilized. Or, you know, to pay the rent or to pay the mortgage or to pay other family expenses, you know, what comes first? Right. And so cost is a major, major concern 
coming into the 2017 marketplace. It's it's the biggest concern that consumers have today, particularly since we acknowledge that most of the healthcare is coming, uh, you know, from the employer area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What types of increases are we seeing out there? Well, again, we're looking at both small and larger employer uh, marketplace increases anywhere from the low teens Mm -hmm. to something in the mid-20s to almost in the 40% areas for groups that obviously have a lot of claims uh, problems and have a lot of uh, insured that are are going for medical care of various sorts. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The numbers are in the double digits, in other words, Sean. Uh, again, it's it's how small is the group? Uh, what are the health concerns that are going on within the group, um, and the people that are insured in those employer uh, provider or sponsored plans? Uh, what are they paying for the for the programs that have been selected? Mm-hmm. It's it's in the double digit area, Sean. In, in answer to your question, that is just an awful lot of money for uh, mm-hmm. for for these folks. I mean, what type? What type of dollars and cents numbers would we be looking at for a company? Well, you're probably looking at the low end of five, six hundred dollars, you know, per employee for mm-hmm. an individual. Sure. Anywhere uh, up to uh, possibly eight hundred dollars, depending upon what type of plan mm-hmm. uh, that the group has selected. Um, and again, uh, the heavier the claims of that particular group, the more expensive the costs are going to be. So if it's a so you may be you may be talking in some markets, Sean. Let me just jump in here. In some markets, you may be looking at the family component of that, anywhere from twelve hundred to twenty two twenty five hundred dollars a month. Mm. Think of that in in the context of someone paying for a mortgage. Yeah. Well, and think about how much a twenty percent increase would be if they have a hundred people or. You know, to make math easy, I mean, they have a hundred people on the plan, and then they have to come up with an extra one hundred to five hundred dollars per person, depending mm-hmm. on their situation. Uh, that that's just uh, really hurting a lot of people. And um, you know, and the thing here, I think we should mention to the folks is that in both the small employer and the large employer marketplace, there will be people who will attempt to go to the marketplace in lieu of accepting their employer's uh, you know, benefit plan, which is always a better deal than going to the marketplace. If they go, they're going to wind up you know, seeing uh, you know, prices that are far in excess of what the employer is providing. And then you've got to pay your play uh, responsibility of those employees, let alone the employers. But let's talk about the employees what their liability is. Right now, it's $695 per person in 2016. That's going up next year for the individual employee, for the employee plus spouse, and for the ch- for the children. Mm-hmm. So as bad as the numbers you and I are talking about, John, it's going to be gargantuan next year. And those are non-deductible costs. You're talking about the penalty, right? Yes. Okay. I am. And it would be for every individual, and right? That's correct. So a family would have to come up with, I mean, at worst, at minimum, it's a greater of 2.5% of their income or, or 695 a person. No, 2.5% of their income or $2,025 as right. a maximum. Mm-hmm. 
So that's they, a lot of money coming into the household, Sean, based on what we're talking about here today. Right, right. And so it really starts to to start. We're trying to show the theme that it looks like everybody's going to have to be paying more. We're up against the timeout. Uh, anything more here uh, before we uh, we we step aside for a couple of minutes, and then we'll rejoin as um, and look at what uh, patients are going to have to be dealing with as a result of this. Let's let's take that time out, and then we'll proceed, Sean. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, more with Stuart Slonen, president of SIG Consulting here on America's Healthcare Challenge, the first and most listened to radio program on uh, the Affordable Care Act and uh, all of the changes in, in healthcare, giving you uh, what you need to make the necessary decisions coming as a result of uh, all of these uh, massive changes. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be looking at um, – what all this means for you as a patient, is that going to be more financial responsibility? Uh, I think we both know the answer, but uh, we'll let you know uh, when we return. This is America's Healthcare Challenge online at facebook.com slash America's Healthcare Challenge. Research shows moving is one of the most stressful events in a person's life. But thanks to two men in a truck, it doesn't have to be. They have everything you need to move. A courteous professional staff who will customize your move, which includes a no-obligation estimate, a schedule to fit your convenience, and all the necessary packing supplies. And two men in a truck will help you watch your budget, too. Don't stress. Let two men in a truck handle your home or business move. Go to twomenandatruck.com. Two men in a truck selected Best of Omaha for nine years straight with an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. Take control of your company's health care costs with self-funded plan administrators. If you're feeling the pain of Obamacare, we have innovative solutions for your organization. Click self-funded.com to learn more and Sign up for our exclusive white paper to take control of your company's health care costs. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. Hope all is going well. Uh, looking at um, this, the, the theme of this show is uh, in network versus out of network surprise medical charges and what can be done about them. Uh, a lot of uh, moving parts that we're trying to stay on top of for you. Uh, check out healthreformexplained.com if you want this segment. And we're joined again by Stuart Slonen. And, uh, Stuart, uh, last segment, we, we 
identified a few issues. Uh, we talked about what was happening, the the lack of choice, uh, but also the cost being a very top concern for a lot of employees uh, for several reasons. Uh, why why would that be? And um, and I think the, the answer to that question is our next uh, topic. Uh, yeah. It's because they are paying a, a higher share. Yeah, uh, patients, even with employer-sponsored health plans, are facing uh, some surprises. You know, when they're after they're discharged from a hospital today, uh, which is sticker shock. Out-of-pocket hospitalizations rose 37 percent from 2009, just before Obamacare, through this year, with the average patient paying more than a thousand dollars per hospital visit. And that's driven by 86% rise in deductibles and a 33% increase in the coinsurance, the part of the hospital bill that patients are expected to pay. The out-of-pocket costs rose faster than health than the health insurance premiums itself. So mm. people tend to assume that they're fine, they'll be covered, and they're not responsible for any sort of high costs, you know, when they're hospitalized. You know, they think everything is taken care of. Out-of-pocket spending climbed uh, at a 6.5% annual rate during this period of time. But at the same time, health insurance premiums rose about 5.1% annually. So you put these two things together, and you see a, a picture of employers shifting more costs to patients, patients really surprised at what they are then responsible for. And about 85% of health insurance benefit package uh, requires some type of coinsurance for inpatient hospitalization in addition to meeting an annual deductible. So for those with consumer-directed plans, high-deductible policies paired with either health savings accounts, health reimbursement accounts, or even a flex spending account, those out-of-pocket costs have topped $1,200, while the patients uh, paid more than $1,800 on average when you take a look at all of these different plans and what the responsibilities were. Uh, Sean, uh, you know, uh, uh, financially, it's a mammoth shift in responsibility here. Well, well I, I, as we're talking about this, uh, I just got, had this thought. I mean, what what if you get a raise? It's almost like that raise is uh, just eviscerated because of you're paying more if you have yeah, a health care issue. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So people are almost just not making anything more. Well, it's it's a tap dance. Uh, your point is well taken just now, but at the same time, you know the employer and even the individual, the poor individual employee, uh, have got to follow the ACA rules and laws, whether they're in a small employer or a large employer group. Uh, you know, the employers are trying to avoid the large employer uh, responsibility. Uh, you know, uh, tax hits. And the individual is trying to avoid, you know, the the, uh, the tax responsibilities they have for not providing insurance for themselves and their family. It's a very dangerous tap dance here, Sean. It really is. It really is. And everybody's affected differently, too. Yeah. And I don't think it's a, it's almost a one-size-fits-all program, but it affects everybody differently. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm sure, what the, what the ACA law appears. But out-of-pocket spending on just inpatient hospitalizations increased 37.3% in the years following the passage of the ACA. That's a lot of dollars. The out-of-pocket cost for hospitalizations uh, in health maintenance organizations grew 34%, uh, 
while cost sharing for non-HMO plans grew 37.7%. So, you know, you've got more than $1,200 at a pocket during this period of time of, of this cost shifting. So and a person that has to go to the hospital is looking, they have to come with about $1,200 more in easily. cash? Easily. Yeah. Sometimes even more, potentially. Depending upon what type of plan they have. And mm-hmm. remember what happens. You go to the hospital, uh, first thing uh, in pre-admission uh, testing and pre-admission um, registration is you're asked for a copy of your insurance. Uh, and if you don't have insurance, uh, you know, you, you have to... Uh, make some arrangement with the hospital in terms of how you're going to pay for that coverage. Uh, we're, again, we're talking about non-emergency situations, elective surgery, elective hospitalizations. It's a massive financial liability here, Sean. Hmm. Well, is there some strategies that people can can have? I mean, this is where like a HSA would come in, right? Yeah, that's true. Um, but again, it's not their choice. We're talking about the employer marketplace. Mm-hmm. That's something that the employer would have to opt for, sure. uh, either an HSA or an HRA or a flex spending account. You know, those are strategies, obviously, that can help the employer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you um you mentioned HMOs a couple of times uh, recently. I mean, with all these changes, and the, it seems like a lot of narrowing of networks. Are, are these HMO style networks? Are they are they making a comeback, or what's going on? Yeah, they yes, they are. Um, they're making a comeback, uh, and and what we're seeing on the outs the outside of this is uh, health insurers are implementing narrow provider networks to control costs. Employers are waiting to see if the limited uh, employees options will really trim spending. Um, when you see narrow HMO networks uh, pointing to high costs and massive projected losses, the insurance say they feel it will stop. Uh, they will stop offering plans under their broadest networks. They think they they would have better control uh, in terms of offering these kinds of plans versus what they have in the past, uh, which are PPOs and POSs. And you know, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Mm-hmm. But their take on it is really finding the employers are trying to search for really finding value in what employee uh, employers are are looking for. Uh, which is 26% of large employers offered high-performance networks in some or all their plans. And these networks are narrowed uh, based upon providers with the outcomes and the lowest costs. That's what the employers are looking for today to provide to their employees. And again, uh, what translate cost from the employee standpoint uh, goes back to the decision that the employers are making in terms of what should they be offering and how effective is what they're offering to the employees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot, lot of education involved too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, well, let's. Seems like there's a. You've, um, what, what is the best plan for for you? I guess is the the question. I when I say you, uh, I'm saying the listener. Uh, we've got HMOs, POS. EPO or PPO, could you kind of explain what those all mean? Yeah. And, um, you know, we can talk about what, what is being offered right now and, and how each of those might affect you and your family. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah, and it's uh, it almost then what's in the name. Uh, what's in the name as far as health insurance is everything. Um, the bottom line question here, Sean, which uh, trails what we've just discussed is how much 
is the is the employee willing to give up in order to achieve coverage and price mm-hmm. so we start with an hmo a health maintenance organization covers only the care provided by doctors and hospitals inside of that HMO's network. Uh, HMOs often require their members to get a referral from their primary care physician in order to see a specialist. Um, and with a point of service plan, uh, it varies, but often, but often they're a hybrid, uh, you know, HMO, uh, you know, PPO. Members may need to get a referral to see a specialist, but they may also have coverage for out-of-network care, though, you know, with higher cost sharing. And this this is a dangerous area in the POS area because there's something called balanced billing. And normally what it is is when a patient goes out-of-network with a point-of-service plan, the, the plan will pay what the plan would have paid if that physician or hospital was in network. And the patient is then billed the difference between the in-network charges and the out-of-network charges that they've selected by using a point-of-service type of a hybrid plan. So they get stuck with additional dollars by going out-of-network instead of staying in-network, but they have the choice. So it's kind of a hybrid between an HMO uh, and, and a P, uh, PPO, okay, and PPO's identified plans, a PPO is different uh, because you have both in-network and out-of-network, uh, you know, charges, and you have the freedom to go in and out and out-of-network. <clears throat> a PPO is more expensive than, than an HMO or a POS, but it's expensive because you have that freedom of flexibility. And then there are things called an EPO, an exclusive provider organization. Uh, that's with, with it looks very much like an HMO, and it has no out-of-network coverage, although people believe that they're being enrolled in a, in a, in a PPO plan. Uh, it's really another one of the hybrids. Uh, it's more expensive than an HMO, but less expensive than a PPO. So it's kind of in between, and the pricing is is structured accordingly. But when you look at these things, HMO offerings make up forty percent of the marketplace. PPOs another forty percent. Point of service plans make up about twelve percent, and exclusive provider organizations, uh, EPOs, uh, make up about seven percent. Hmm. And then, how would they be priced? Well. Uh, let's look at lowest to highest. HMOs is the least expensive. An EPO is the next most expensive. Uh, a point of service is the next most expensive. And a PPO is the most expensive. Okay. Wow. Like, if an employer were to make a change between one of these, it could really have an, an effect on a people. Drastic, yeah, a drastic effect. Again, it all depends upon their population, their employee population, uh, with the average ages. Uh, when you look at classes in terms of millennials and baby boomers and the rest of the employee makeup, uh, you know who their population actually is, and also to take a look at how the folks have used the plans. That often is it makes up, uh, you know, the the decision in terms of what to offer based upon the given uh, employee population. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. And of course, cost. Sure, sure. Well, we're up against the timeout. Uh, any anything else to add uh, on this topic? Uh, something that's uh, really important uh, to be aware of. Well, it's going to be important to employers because again, when they look at pricing considerations for 2017, the the things we just talked about, Sean, are extremely important to them. Yes, yes, and uh, it's important to uh, really review all, all of the fine print because. Um, could have a major financial impact on uh, both you and the uh, the employees that uh, you employ. So uh, absolutely, all right, great. We will uh, take a step aside here for a moment and uh, let uh, the, some of the sponsors of the show uh, get their message out. If you'd like to to uh, contribute to to uh, this program, uh, go ahead and uh, check out healthreformexplained.com and send us a message, and we will send you the information on this. You're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge. Uh, with Stuart Sloan, president of State Consulting. My name is Sean McGuire, and uh, we will be back uh, very shortly. Uh, our SoundCloud page has all these segments, and uh, I really recommend checking it out if you like what you hear. We've got a lot of good content on there that uh, can really help educate you uh, on all of these different intricacies uh, happening with, with the, the, the healthcare changes. So we will be right back on America's Healthcare Challenge. Gunpowder, treason, and plot. I know of no reason why the gunpowder treason should ever be forgotten. You've seen the movie Father of the Bride. When it comes to weddings, there's enough to worry about. Consider the Omaha Press Club as the venue for your baby's big day. With memberships as low as $15 per month, rentals are free for members. And we have an executive chef who will design the perfect menu for you. Click OmahaPressClub.com and our event coordinator and wedding planner will contact you for a zero-obligation consultation. That's OmahaPressClub.com. The Omaha Press Club, where you belong. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let Ed Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At Ed Bellis, we know health care. Are you feeling overwhelmed, depressed, or angry? Is your child or teenager acting out? Healing Tree Counseling wants to help. Located at 10th and Dodge, Healing Tree offers individual, family, and couples therapy. Bill and Laura are exceptional at working with children and adolescents. Ask around. They have a great reputation. Healing Tree accepts most insurance companies. They offer flexible payment plans and are confidential. Their personalized service and unique office sets them apart from larger agencies. Visit HealingTreeOmaha.com for more information. Hiring employees, complying with regulatory changes, and so on makes it hard to focus on running your business. Let Simplify HR Solutions help. We're an outsourced human resource management organization with more than a century of combined experience helping people just like you. Click SimplifyHRSolutions.com to learn more. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge with Sean McGuire. Join the conversation at 402-342-1290 or at 800-577-1290. Once again, direct from the American heartland, here's your host, Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 
uh, with Stuart Sonnen, Sean McGuire here. We're looking at this week uh, in-network versus out-of-network surprise medical charges and uh, what you can do about them as part of this uh, ongoing series as we're halfway through uh, the open enrollment uh, series that we've put together and we're talking about um, all of these options that are out there, HMO, POS, EPO, PPO, awful lot of acronyms um, out there. Um, Stuart, uh, can we just review one more time what those all stand for for the listeners? Sure. Uh, HMO is Health Maintenance Organization, uh, which is a plan that requires you to stay in network of the doctors and hospitals that are provided. Uh, there is no out-of-network uh, you know, benefits whatsoever. And obviously, uh, according to your question, uh, it is the lowest-priced option that's available in the marketplace. The next step up in price uh, would be an EPO, an exclusive provider organization, similar to, a, uh, to an HMO, uh, but with a little bit more extensive network. Again, no out-of-network uh, coverage is provided. Next step up uh, is a point-of-service plan, uh, again, a little bit more expensive. And a point-of-service plan allows you to go in and out of network, but when you go out of network, uh, you are balance-billed for the charges that the uh, insurance company does not pay to the provider, the doctor or hospital. Uh, and as a result of it, the patient is responsible for that additional charge. Uh, you know, that, that is uh, his financial responsibility. The most expensive plan gives you maximum freedom of both in-network and out-of-network uh, coverage is a point of, uh, is a, a provider, a preferred provider organization, a PPO. Um, and that's the most expensive uh, option that's out there and, and the majority of, of what you'll find in the marketplace today. But it, as I said, it's the most expensive. Right, right. And they, as a result of that expense, that might uh, cause uh, employers to look at these other uh, uh, other options. And so, that's yeah, why especially in 2017, Sean, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, let, let's go to uh, the next uh, point of our to- our discussion, uh, which is this hospital discharge questionnaire. Um, <laughs> did the do- doctors in the hospital traf- uh, staff uh, treat you respectfully? Yeah, that's right. That's part of of this, uh, you know, this this questionnaire. There's a backlash growing against this. You know, did staff members do everything they could for your pain? Uh, mm. Like other businesses, hospitals use customer surveys to improve their reputations. But under the Affordable Care Act, patient ratings grew even more important. Uh, scores on inpatient survey required by the federal government are tied to hospitals' Medicare reimbursement. Um, so unlike current questions, which asked about the efficacy of pain treatment, the new set of new rules will focus on communication between doctors and patients about the plan. You know, did the plan actually uh, take care of what the patient you know, expected? A few studies show that there's no relation between patient satisfaction and prescription of pain medication, uh, but the Obamacare takes a different light on this looks at feedback, uh, and then puts the emphasis in terms of the questionnaires uh, that were received back to use to rank everything from doctors uh, to hospital departments, uh, emergency uh, departments, and that's going to be the basis for the reimbursement uh, to, uh, to these providers. So it is an important aspect of the ACA today. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Just one of the one of the many little details and changes that uh, you might see as a result of, of all of this uh, mm-hmm. happening. Um, here's a scenario for you. Uh, you just received a claim summary statement for a hospitalization or doctor's visit. Uh, d- does something like that does that show network versus out of network charges? Um, yes, it does. Okay, and uh, is it often correct, or I mean, do you think there's ever problems? <laughs> No, uh, it's often not correct. Mm. Uh, our, our suggestion recommendation, which would be from you and myself, would be if a medical bill shows up, don't pay it right away. You should closely review uh, all the medical billing information uh, for any errors. The American Medical Association estimates that 7.1% of bills paid uh, you know, contain errors. You know, so simply look at at uh, any bills that show up. Uh, you know, are the basics right? Um, there are companies out there that help uh, you know clients on medical billing, uh, and have seen uh, people build, for example, men build for for pregnancy tests. Really? I'll give you my own example. Uh, my youngest son uh, was a near drowning victim uh, when he was little, and wound up uh, in the hospital. When I was there, and I'm, I'm moving, obviously, to the next topic here, Sean, of assignment of benefits versus guarantee of payment. And the normal practice of people is to sign over their insurance benefits and, and call it a day. Uh, I refused to do that, and so I signed a guarantee of payment. And so then, you know, my son uh, was treated. And I, and I did that because I wanted to receive a, a discharge, a final discharge bill, uh, under the Right to Information Act, the Federal Right to Information Act, I am entitled to as a consumer, as well as the folks uh, on this call, Sean. When I got the final discharge bill, we found 14000 and I guess it was $700 of charges on the bill of services that my son never had at 11 months old, uh, including tests for maternity, tests for uh, for outpatient treatment, when he was an inpatient, uh, and it just crazy things like this. That's a lot of money that if you don't look at, you know, the carrier would have to pay and or you would have to pay in deductibles and co- uh, co-insurance or co-payments, you know, if you don't look carefully at these things. So, again, I'm speaking from uh, having that personal, uh, you know, situation happen. And so I caution, uh, you know, the listeners to watch out for these things. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, what what should somebody do out there listening as they're driving around to to us talk about this stuff? I mean, should they should they really um they should wait, right? They should wait and review everything. They they have the right. They have the federal right to review a bill. Is that the patient's bill of rights? That's the patient's the federal patient's bill of rights. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you might see that posted in the in the hospital itself. Yes, it's yeah. It usually is there because again. Uh, for elective surgery or elective procedures, uh, you know, these, these people sitting at the front desk there that are checking your insurance and all this, they know what the rules are, what the federal and or state rules are in that regard. Uh, it's up to the patient to assert their rights to either sign a guarantee of payment or to sign over an assignment of their insurance benefits. If they sign a guarantee of payment, do you, do you know how much time they would have? To, to come up with it or you could work out a payment plan or well again 
uh, and, and, and use my example. I signed a guarantee of payment. My son was taken into the hospital. He was there for 14 days. Uh, the bill was humongous. Uh, and um, they, upon discharge, they sent me a, um, you know, a discharge, a final bill. I went through it with an outside billing company. We found the errors. We forced them to make the corrections. Once the corrections were made, I then went to the hospital and assigned my insurance benefits to, you know, to the hospital. Mm. And then that took it from there. How much did yep. you end up finding in, in um, I guess, redundant or not charges? Well, again, as I said, there was over 14,700 change, uh, you know, of bills, uh, expenses that had nothing to do with my son's treatment. Wow. Yeah, folks really need to be vigilant out there. Where could they find a, a, a billing company that could review that? that that's, um, that's, that's probably something you can look up online, Sean, for mm-hmm. uh, for insurance billing companies. And then once you find some names, uh, you know, find the ones that are in your geographic area. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. The, but they exist, right? Oh, of course, mm-hmm. they exist, and yeah. they, you know, there's. Their fee is a percentage of the savings. So oh. obviously, they're there to help the consumer, and they've been there uh, for probably 30, 40 years. This is not new science, Sean. Sure, sure. Okay. Uh, we got one more time out. Anything else on the, these two points uh, before we. Uh, no, really. Them? I mean, anything else I would say about that is really redundancy. Uh, it, it's just uh, the consumer being aware of these things we're discussing. When they're faced with a bill for services, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know any statistics on what what percentage of charges are are just wrong? Yeah, I I, I happen to have the statistic right here. It's approx- huh. approximately forty three percent of charges. Whoa, almost half uh, could potentially be wrong. So it is important that you are you are vigilant. Uh, as you go through extremely so extremely so okay uh thanks for that uh great point uh we were we will be back here in a couple minutes with our final segment uh looking more at some of these surprise bills uh what what you can do to uh really catch it on the front end so you're not scrambling at the last minute uh, you're listening to America's Healthcare Challenge website healthreformexplained.com healthreformexplained.com is the the place to find uh, all of our information and we'll be right back why because while the truncheon may be used in lieu of conversation words will always retain their power words are for the means to meaning and for those who will listen the enunciation of truth and the truth is there is something terribly wrong with this country Hi, I'm Sean McGuire, and I founded Edie Bellis to help your business make sure it doesn't get caught in a bureaucratic trap coming out of Washington. I was there on Capitol Hill working for the Senate Finance Committee when the Affordable Care Act, commonly referred to as Obamacare, was created, and I have read the entire bill. 
Let Edie Bellis guide you through the maze of the American bureaucracy as you adapt to changing rules and regulations that will affect your organization regardless of size. Our team has been specializing in the Affordable Care Act and consulting since it began. We offer custom consultations, seminars for you and your employees, and can help your company prepare these necessary IRS forms that leave a penalty of $500 for non-compliance. We also offer advice on employee benefits and can help you find the latest technology solutions to help automate your business. For more information, check out edbellisinc.com or give us a call at 402-884-9020. At edbellisinc.com, you can sign up for our exclusive newsletter to stay on top of the latest coming from Obamacare. Marketplace Nebraska is a full-service resource for anyone who needs help with their individual and business health insurance needs. If you got a tax bill from the IRS for not purchasing health insurance, let us help you. With more than 1,000 people helped into Obamacare so far, we can get you signed up fast and over the phone. Depending on your age and income, policies can be as low as $20 a month. Click MarketplaceNebraska.com to learn more and sign up today. Looking for the most exclusive club downtown? The perfect place for your next dining experience event or work outing is the Omaha Press Club. With an amazing view of Omaha and featuring a certified executive chef and event coordinator, what are you waiting for? Click omahapressclub.com to learn more. You worked hard, scraped and saved for years, and thought you had everything figured out for retirement. Now you're looking at higher premiums, health care costs, and uncertainty with your doctor. Let E.D. Bellis help you solve this problem and find the right program for you. Go to edbellisinc.com and request a free consultation. At E.D. Bellis, we know health care. You are listening to America's Healthcare Challenge on News Talk 1290, News Talk 1290KOIL.com, and the News Talk 1290 mobile app. Once again, here's Sean McGuire. Welcome back to America's Healthcare Challenge. 402-342-1290 is the number. Uh, we're, we're taking a look at um, what, uh, what some of these surprise medical charges and what can be done about them. Uh, Stuart, was it 43% you said yep. last segment mm-hmm. are, are inaccurate potentially? That's an awful lot. Um, so even uh, good insurance comes with surprise hospital bills. Um, what do you really do about that? Well, <clears throat> let's talk about where they're coming from, Sean. Okay. Um, where they're coming from is the form of deductibles, patient co-pays, co-insurance, percentage of the final costs. Um you know, they have the right to walk in uh, and, and ask questions, uh, you know, before they actually have, you know, uh, the hospitalization that they're that they're going in for. Eighty-five uh, percent of the patients are still responsible uh, for high out-of-pocket expenses, you know, even after they're uh, discharged. Let's talk about the reason why that's going on. Many of these hospitals have private contractors that are doing some of their work that are not on staff. So what happens was uh, when a patient leaves the hospital, they found that they're they're uh, been treated by non-staff, uh, in, uh, you know, uh, facilities, uh, you know, doctors and and other providers that then go ahead and they provide and send their own bills uh, for treatment costs. And so it doesn't adhere to the plan cost, whether you have an HMO or POS or PPO. You thought those charges would be covered in network. All of a sudden, you get these extra bills sent to you that you didn't expect. Now you've got a couple of thousand dollars worth of additional bills that was totally unexpected. 
some these are called surprise bills. Um, they receive when uh, when patients receive uh, care in out of network hospitals or by uh, emergency physicians, anesthesiologists, radiologists that are not hospital staff. Uh, states are trying to help uh, employees and consumers around this problem. Not enough of them have enacted enough legislation uh, to really to protect the consumer. So it's a problem we have to be aware of that's going on right now. And it will be a glaring one for 2017, John. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's, it's going to be an interesting year, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Well, we've been talking about it for an awful long time, haven't we? Yes, we have. I hate to sound like a broken record, but we're just trying to give the folks out there a heads up about what, what, what's coming on. Um, Anything else uh, that that we can share? We got about two minutes left. All I would say uh, for what we've covered today, Sean, is the consumers got to keep their wits about them, be aware of what's being offered to them, what the prices are, what they're going to be responsible for, and make the right uh, suggestions, uh, decisions in terms of this open enrollment season for what's right for them and for their families. Mm-hmm. Because it really is a big economic decision. so It truly is. Well, thank you so much, Stuart. Really appreciate you joining us here on the show. See you Always next good time. to be in with oh. you, Sean. Okay, we'll see you next time. Have a great weekend. Uh, Stuart Sloan, president of SIG Consulting. Uh, my name is Sean McGuire. Again, thank you so much for taking the time to listen to it. Uh, thanks to our sponsors. If you'd like to uh, be involved with uh, supporting uh, what we're doing here, uh, you can get in touch with me on healthreformexplained.com. Just trying to uh, give you all what you need to make uh, the, these tough decisions. They're, they're just really going to cost an awful lot of money here these next couple of years. And uh, we want you to be able to save some money so you can spend that on what uh, you would rather uh, spend that on. So until next time, have a great week, and I will see you then.